It's religion today, it's ideology today, and our secularist friends also have a faith. Some kind of Disneyland fantasy. I know how this is going to get heard in the secular world. Where the pseudo-Christian masks are off. That's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Apologetics isn't just about giving answers to other people's questions. It's also about learning to question other people's answers or even question the question itself. In a Christian worldview. Well, welcome to Quantum number 176, the podcast that looks at news and culture from throughout the world, uh, trying to apply a Christian perspective. And we have to begin with this wonderful music from Booker T and the MGs. That is, of course, Soul Limbo. Many of you will know it because it is the theme tune for Test Match Special on the BBC, which I am loving at the moment because I'm in Australia. It's the ashes. I'm really excited. I've got my ticket for when the Barmy Army come to Sydney. And uh, the first day was absolutely uh, Superb. Now, even those of you who don't don't enjoy cricket, just hang on for a second while, uh, you know, broaden your minds, expand your horizons. Um, here's the first ball. And the 2021-22 Ashes is about to get underway with Rory Burns facing the first ball from Mitchell Stark. Well, he's bowled him! He's bowled first ball! Behind his legs, quick swinging. What an absolutely shattering start just brilliant Mitchell Stark shattering start England all out for 147 you know I'd love nothing more than just to talk about the sport but for some of you cricket doesn't make any sense for those of you who are intelligent and sophisticated and who you know like Tom Holland uh, you, you know that it's the sport of kings it's the greatest sport in the world and I'd love to be able to talk about the sport but instead, like everything else, the woke stuff permeates, permeates. The corporates have got their fingers in everything. And that includes in cricket. So here is a wonderful woman called Jacinta Price. G'day, it's Jacinta Numbajimba Price here. And I'm down at the Gabba for the beginning of the Ashes series. We're here today as, as part of Advance Australia to ask Cricket Australia to do away with uh, Marxist ideology and acts such as bending a knee to Black Lives Matter. The Black Lives Matter movement is a Marxist movement that's come from America that is about dividing people and not uniting people. It's got nothing to do with traditional Aboriginal culture. It does nothing to recognise the plight of Indigenous Australians and these acts, these acts of symbolism are only designed for elites. They're designed for elites, they're designed to keep corporate sponsors happy, they're designed to tick a box when it comes to reconciliation action plans, but has nothing to do with in fact improving the lives of Indigenous Australians. Now, Jacinta Price uh, is an Indigenous lady. But she's the wrong kind of indigenous lady for the woke people. And here she is speaking out saying she's absolutely opposed to all this, I don't know, 
virtue signaling that goes on in, in sports matches now. So they had a children's choir which had to take the knee. They were compelled to take the knee at the, the, the cricket match. And she's saying how ridiculous this is. You know, the opening ceremony... I wish I could have found a clip of this. I, I didn't, but the stadium welcomed people. And this is honestly what they said. Welcome to the Gabba. We're an all-inclusive place, whatever your identity, race, ability, sexuality, and choices. Now stop and think about that for a moment. Whatever? Your choices? Whatever? You choose to be a racist? Are you welcome? You choose to be a white supremacist? Are you welcome? You choose to... Abuse children? Are you welcome? No, no. Whatever your choices, that is meaningless nonsense, and it's the kind of coded language. I'm going to come across this throughout the podcast. This woke madness is absolutely everywhere, and we'll see that because it doesn't mean whatever your choices, and it doesn't mean whatever your identity. It means only if your identity conforms to one of the pre-approved identities that we, the elites, have determined matter. The rest of you don't matter. So let's take, for example, it's Christmas. So what do we get from the Norwegian Postal Service? We're going to go all over the world to this week, by the way. That is a little bit of a th- over an o- over three minute advert from the Norwegian Postal Service. When Harry Met Santa, it's the story of Harry who waits all year to catch a glimpse of the man he loves, Father Christmas. So we have a a gay Father Christmas. And I think it's James McPherson, the Australian spectator, who puts it really, really well. He says, finally, after years of flirtatious glances exchanged around the chimney on Christmas Eve, Santa comes out of the closet. Santa has arranged for the elves to deliver presents so he can take Christmas off to be with his gay lover. Ho, ho, ho. The ad runs for almost four minutes and ends with the two men sharing a passionate kiss. The Guardian described it as beautiful, powerful and progressive, which is what you would expect them to say about anything that subverts a Christian tradition. Although, of course, the Guardian wouldn't say that about something which subverted an Islamic tradition and uh, they would call it Islamophobic. Oh, dear. Um... Yeah, incredible. But, as I said, the woke madness permeates every level of society. That's Norway. This is the EU, where the even Pope Francis, who's pretty well the most woke pope yet, uh, basically called the EU anti-Christian, they produced an authoritative internal document, Union of Equality, which is a guide to inclusive language. You kind of know what's coming, don't you? Its first ruling was that no official document and no approved usage should include reference to Christmas. Therefore, an expression like the Christmas period can be stressful has to be changed to the holidays can be stressful. You are also not allowed to use Christian names in any instructive literature. You don't say John and Mary are a European couple, but use generic terms like Malika and Julio. Ah, well, of course. On this side of the world, that would never happen. Here's a wonderful national anthem with Hayley Weston Rowe. Lord of nations and thy 
that is New Zealand. Now, the, the, I say it's a wonderful national anthem. The words, God of nations, at thy feet, in the bonds of love we meet, hear our voices we entreat. God, defend our free land, guard Pacific's triple star from the shafts of strife and war. Make her praises heard afar, God, defend New Zealand. Let our love for thee increase, may thy blessings never cease. Give us plenty, give us peace, God, defend our free land. From dishonour and from shame, guard our country's spotless name. Crown her with immortal fame, God, defend New Zealand. I'll I'll take odds that that will not be New Zealand's anthem in a few years. Um, it's entirely away from where New Zealand is going. Uh, one of the now with one of the most woke governments in the world, and they are sowing the wind and they are reaping the whirlwind. So this is an extraordinary story. Professor Garth Cooper is a professor of biochemistry and clinical biochemistry at the University of Auckland where he leads the and proteomics sorry, and biomedicine research group. He's been elected a fellow of the Academy of Medical Science. He's a very distinguished scientist, and now Richard Dawkins is writing in his defense. And once again, I find myself in this bizarre upside-down world, upside world siding with Richard Dawkins. What happened? Several months ago, Professor Cooper signed a letter to the New Zealand listener that criticised a proposal by a government working group that schools should give the same weight to Maori mythology as they do to science in the classroom. So the Maori view that all living things originated with Ranji and Papa, the Sky Mother and Sky God, that that should be presented as just as scientific and valid as Galileo, Newton and Darwin. These are the same people, by the way, who would have a hairy fit if you dared suggest teaching any form of creationism. Now, the letter said that the working group description of the discussion and analysis of the ways in which science has been used to support the dominance of Eurocentric views and the notion that science is a Western European in invention uh, and so on. They responded by saying science it does not, itself does not colonise. It's been used to aid colonisation as have literature and art. And science does immense good. Now, here's the thing. The New Zealand Association of Scientists, who don't deserve the name, said they were dismayed by the letter and stated, science has an ongoing history of colonising when it speaks over indigenous voices, ignores indigenous knowledges and privileges a limited Western-dominated view of science. And the University of Auckland Vice-Chancellor Dawn Freshwater, she told her staff in an email that the letter had caused considerable hurt and dismay among our staff, students and alumni. Wow. Just wow. You have to think about that. Well, I mean, because they obviously they, they, these people have not thought about it at all. They're prepared to dis-science. You know, the idea, you know, the funny thing is they say it's Western dominance. I'll tell you what Western dominance is. It's the kind of elitist, progressive ideology that's come out of Harvard and Yale and Oxford. And that these pathetic individuals want to sign on to just to show how good they are. It's absolute madness. And Richard Dawkins is absolutely spot on. It is a mad world.
Let's do some world news in Myanmar. Senior General Ming Aung Hlaing has reduced the sentence meted out to Sang Suu Kyi on Monday to two years after she was handed down a, a four-year sentence. But she's got many more uh, sentences to come because she's been sentenced, sentenced on charges of inciting public unrest and breaching COVID-19 protocols. Yep, dictators know how to use COVID-19. In uh, another massive piece of hypocrisy, OPEC has increased an oil supply increase after the US has pled uh, with Saudi Arabia to increase oil supply. This is the same US that is mandating in other places in the world that you're not allowed to burn fossil fuels. They're demanding that more oil be burnt. Shine bright like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. Find light in the beautiful sea. And then Barbados. Congratulations to Barbados. It's become a republic. It's removed Queen Elizabeth II as its head of state. And Dame Sandra Mason has been sworn in as the president in a ceremony time to coincide with the country's 55th anniversary of independence. Okay, we're, we're still, uh, let's go to the UK and universities and Durham University is doing its best to be number one in the woke league. Listen to this. They've behaved despicably, far worse than the students have behaved. I expected that from the students. I expected it from some of the students. What you don't expect is the kind of double think which Durham University has, uh, has indulged in. Firstly, by saying that they respect freedom of speech and then by saying, except when it's something we don't agree with or which the Labour Party on campus doesn't agree with, then they don't agree with it. Uh, and secondly, also, uh, uh, then, most importantly of all, you might argue, scapegoating poor Tim Luckhurst, who asked me to come along in good faith, having cleared it with the university authorities, having told them what was happening in advance, they have now decided, because they've got to appease these jabbering infants, uh, they've decided they've got to do something. And so uh, a huge... That was Rod Little, who... Sean Twins, or Sean Twins, has begun a campaign to oust Professor Tim Luck Luckhurst uh, because he invited Rod Little to speak. She's launched a culture commission to explore and locate and ultimately deconstruct toxicity at Durham. Well, she should probably resign and leave because she seems to be one of the most toxic people. She's described Jeremy Corbyn as the White King and suggested that the Tories should be dealt with and even said so violently. Yep, that's the new progressive tolerance for you. Next slide, please. Okay, let's come on to COVID again. And last week, in case you missed it, here's the techno song that teaches you the Greek alphabet. Alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon, zeta, eta, theta, I, yada, kappa, lambda, 
And I forgot to mention last week the COVID variants. Where have they come from? I think this is quite interesting. Uh, I'll put up a graphic for you on the website. Alpha, the UK. Beta, South Africa. Gamma, Brazil. Delta, India. Epsilon, the US. Zeta, Brazil. Eta, Nigeria. Theta, the Philippines. Iota, the US. Kappa, India. Lambda, Thailand. Mu, Colombia. Uh, we're not allowed to Z, remember, because we don't want to upset President Z, do we? Uh, he funds the World Health Organization, after all. Uh, and so Omicron is South Africa as well. Now, speaking of Omicron, Professor Tim Spector, a professor of genetic epidemiology at King's College London, has said that at the moment we're estimating that between one and, and three and one, in between sorry, in between one in three and one in four colds are actually due to COVID. In other words, Omicron is just incredibly mild in most cases. It's now been identified in 87 countries. There is a general panic and not one person so far has died with Omicron. Extraordinary. Well, COVID may even bring the UK government down or Boris Johnson down. It's certainly done it a great harm because of this. I've just seen reports on Twitter that there was a Downing Street Christmas party on Friday night. Do you recognise those reports? <laughs> I went home. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Um, uh, uh... Would the Prime Minister condone uh, having a Christmas party? <laughs> What's the answer? I don't know. I didn't... Wasn't the party? It was cheese and wine. Just be clear, it's not on <laughs> Is cheese and wine all right? No. It was a business no. meeting. <laughs> I'm joking. This is recorded. This fictional party was a business meeting. <laughs> and it was not socially distanced. That is a video obtained by ITV, which shows the senior number 10, 10 staff, including the press secretary, Allegra Stratton, who has now resigned, joking about a party that they had whilst the whole country was in lockdown and Boris was urging people not to have parties. Now, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that great a thing, except it once again illustrates the absolute double standards and hypocrisy. And I don't think this is just Boris, by the way. I think this is across the board. And I think most of us look and see and think, yeah, what's going on here? I mean, even take the climate change thing. All these people flying in their private jets to tell the rest of us not to fly. And again, back to the authoritarian thing. A court in Nepal has sentenced a pastor to two years in prison. Yeah, you, you, this is almost unbelievable. Under the country's harsh anti-conversion laws for merely stating that prayers can heal COVID-19. Pastor Kishab Raj Akari has been sentenced to two years and a fine of 20,000 rupees for suggesting, just suggesting on social media that prayer could bring healing from the coronavirus. He's also been charged with outraging religious feelings and proselytizing. All right, let's come back to Christmas. It's a time for giving, a time for getting, a time for forgiving and for forgetting. Christmas is love, Christmas is peace, a time
that's Cliff Richards, Mistletoe and Wine. Uh, you probably hate the song, but I quite Isn't that isn't what Christmas is meant to be about? Isn't it meant to be about children singing Christian rhymes? Well, wokeness means child abuse. And I'm sorry for saying that, but that is the truth. That is what's happening. So in Fairfax, Virginia, the books Gender Queer, a Memoir and Lawn Boy are among several books containing explicit sexual content content that have been banned from some school libraries. In Florida and Texas, they're being investigated by the police. But in Virginia, they have been authorized, even though they contain the most explicit sexual material. And we mentioned this before. They have been authorized because they help those who are marginalized. So the LGBTQ agenda is being used to promote child pornography. Now, what's amazing about this is that when parent Stacey Langton began to read excerpts from them during a public comment session at a school board meeting, the school board members themselves interrupted her and told her the content wasn't appropriate for public reading at the meeting because they were, quote, children in the audience. This is a book that they have now prescribed for children to read. Meanwhile, in Scotland, eight of Scotland's 32 local authorities have refused to take part in the Scottish Government's health and well-being census for children because of its sexually explicit questions. Again, it's just abuse. And then I do want to give a shout out to Redeemer Baptist School. You know, it's not all bad news. Redeemer Baptist School in uh, North Parramatta where I just was at the most extraordinary end-of-term prize-giving, which was just wonderful to see the diversity, the variety, the joy, uh, the brilliance. And this was in a, a, a school with a thoroughly Christian ethos. And one parent said to me, we bring our children here because it's safe. Well, we're going to need more like that. And uh, to those of you from Redeemer who listen to this, and I know that there are some of you, uh, thank you for allowing me to be part of your school. I'm sure you have your problems, but I was so impressed by what I saw. And then let's, let's stick in Australia. Let's go to this a large charismatic church in Melbourne. Courageous, not deterred by hardship or by pain. Jesus was a courageous man. Before he was sent to the cross, he prayed in absolute anguish. Father, if you are willing, take this cup of agony away from me. But no matter what, your will must be mine. Despite his distress, he went to the cross to die for us because he courageously loved us. As a church, we too are called to be courageous. Our journey has been filled with outward expressions of God's amazing love, but we won't stop here. As we embrace the future together, Bayside Church will continue to courageously express God's amazing love to a world He adores and for whom Jesus died. We see a church that is called to Now this is Melbourne's Bayside Church, which is an influent, influential Pentecostal fellowship. Um, it's released an inclusion statement that declares all are equally worthy of respect, dignity and love, regardless of gender, sexuality, age, ability, race or ethnicity. It's committed to being a safe space for all, and so on. Now, what's wrong with that? Is there anything wrong with it? Um, yes, there is. 
because this is using code language again. It's the church going woke. Of course, all are welcome in any biblical church. You shouldn't even need to state that. But that's not what's being said here. This is buying into the whole woke agenda. When the pastor, Rob Buckingham, was asked, are you likely to have same-gender wedding at Bayside? He answered, the church network we've affiliated with has currently no provision for the accredited ministers to officiate at same-sex, at same-gender weddings. That's hardly a clear answer, is it? Their video says, society has changed and the church needs to change with it. We need to boldly preach the whole counsel of God, it says. Yeah, how much courage does it t- need to go with the flow? How much courage does it take to go with the flow? Very, very little. Woke churches reflecting a woke culture are not courageous. They are absolutely cowardly and manipulative. And what will happen is what's happened to the Church of Scotland, where this week in a very sad state, the Hamilton and Lanark Presbyteries have closed down. And they're uniting to form a new presbytery of Forth Valley and Clydeside. I think this is after 475 years of running as presbyteries. Some good news. The Robertson Trust. I'm ashamed that my name is being associated with this. In disgrace to the clan Robertson have been forced. They've admitted guilt in a settlement with Sterling Free Church and the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association because they discriminated against them in refusing to hire their buildings to them. That's a great result. I'll maybe say some more about that later. Well, look, let's finish up with a very, very hopeful story. It's the anniversary of Pearl Harbor. Um, This is probably the greatest film made about it. The incredible attack on Pearl Harbor as told from both the United States and Japanese sides. Once two nations made war, today they have collaborated to make a motion picture of unequaled magnitude and importance, recreating the actual events leading up to the day that changed the course of history. Now, Mitsu. Fukida is a name. He was the guy who sent the message, Torah, 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 which was a code for surprise has been achieved. He became a national hero in Japan. But the most amazing thing was he began to reflect on his life. Life had no taste or meaning. I had missed death so many times. And for what? What did it all mean? Um, He collected information about the Japanese war crimes. He was amazed at how the Americans had treated some of the Japanese prisoners and he himself became a Christian. He placed his faith in Christ. April the 14th, 1950, I became the second day to remember of my life. On that day, I became a new person. My complete view on life was changed by the intervention of the Christ I'd always hated and ignored before. And he said Jesus is the only one who can remove the hatred within human hearts. Wonderful, wonderful testimony. Do you know this? Uh, I'm going to have to go, but just remind you of the Ask podcast with Gerald Bray. We've got a great one on the future of the church. And because it's Christmas, I do this every year, but I'm going to leave you with my favourite metal carol. This is absolutely wonderful. Theocracy. 
I hope you have a great build up to Christmas. If you'd like to support this uh, podcast, then please go to the Podbean fundraiser. Thank you so much to those of you who do. I'll be sending you a message, I hope, this week. A private message. It's just been very, very encouraging to see so many different things happening and there's more to come. Got any news or comments? Please feel free to send them to me. God bless you and see you next week.